we're entering into this new theme this month and I'm super excited for this theme. It really speaks for itself. Uh, it is as it is in heaven. And I guess tonight, I didn't just wanna talk about this. I didn't just wanna bring an awesome thought around this, but I wanted to actually, yeah, provide a space that we would believe, hey God, would your kingdom come? Would your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? So uh, I wanted to preach a, a short message and um, I'm not gonna do that thing where I say, I'm gonna preach a shorter message and then I still preach a long message. Um, I promise you I'm gonna preach a shorter message. Also, my uh, shoes are absolutely soaked from coming into this place. Um, so yeah, I, I, just, I just wanna get this over and done with and move so that God can move in this place and in your lives tonight. Before we get into the message, I, I wanna ask you this question and it's it's kind of got to do with what I want to talk about. And that is a question that is, have you ever been canoeing? Has anyone ever been canoeing? Yes, I've been canoeing. In fact, um, at, earlier this year, we took the youth team on a retreat at the start of this year. It was amazing. We had heaps of fun and uh, I did some canoeing. Now, what you've got to understand about canoeing is, is it's one of those things that is harder than it looks. You know those things that, like, uh, for example, cooking, right? Cooking is quite hard and it's way harder than it looks. You would think that you just buy, like, you buy a, a cake mix or something like that. Then you just follow the instructions that are on the back and then this gourmet cake comes out of the oven. But it's not that easy. I, I don't know about you, but I follow every single instruction and I still manage to fail at cooking. But this is similar to canoeing. I thought until the start of this year, that canoeing was just an easy thing. I used to watch the Olympics and those guys in those small canoes. I was like, how hard can it be? You just gotta you know, keep on paddling until you get to the end. And then I, I got a deeper appreciation for this uh, when we took our team on a retreat and we went canoeing. Now, what the team did is that uh, they took all the ones that were sturdy and like, you know, the wider ones that you can fit a lot of people in. And they left me with this very narrow and skinny canoe. Now, you would think narrow, no worries, you know, I'll be faster than everyone else, but there was some worries. Um, I, I tried to even just sit in that thing and about six times I capsized it. Like, it wasn't good. It was just like up, down, up, down, up, down. Lucky I could touch the bottom. I know it's rare, I'm very short. Uh, I could still touch the bottom of the lake and uh, I was able to get back up and try again. Um, canoeing's so hard, can I just tell you that? And it, it frustrated me so much to see uh, these guys on our team, like Josh Barte and Finn, these guys were just, you know, gunning for it and they had no worries. But here I am on Struggle Street with this canoe and I keep on capsizing it. Um, but I, I was kind of looking at what they were doing. I was kind of looking at what everyone else was doing. And I was like, why do I keep on capsizing this canoe? And I realised a couple of things. The first thing was this, is that, you know, I, I was looking down, I was looking around me, I wasn't looking ahead. That was the first problem I had. If you ever are gonna go canoeing, I'm not sure if you do it regularly, but look ahead, it will help you out. Another thing that I realised is that if I stopped moving, I would start to become unstable. So I just had to keep on moving. And uh, we, we actually decided the worst time to go out because there was a storm coming in and uh, the, the wind and the current was with us on the way out to the middle of the lake. But on the way back, it was against us. And uh, I was on Struggle Street once again. But I realised that I had to be someone that looked forward, that, that kept my head straight and uh, I had to keep on moving 
with the canoe. I've titled my message tonight, Moving Forward. Turn to the person next to you and say, Moving Forward. Moving Forward. I, you know, everyone wants to move forward in life. There, there is no doubt about that. Every single person wants to move forward. We, we, we wanna keep on going. We wanna progress. But how do we be people that move forward in life? Tonight, I wanted to bring a thought uh, that's around this Scripture in Philippians 3, verse 7 to 20. And before we read this, a bit of context behind this is that Paul is writing. He's in prison when he's writing this. He's writing it to the church of Philippi. And I I love this um, text because it's talking about knowing Christ. You know, we're only gonna read a little bit of it, but could I encourage you this week to read Philippians 3? It is really encouraging. And I pray that we would read that this week and meditate on it. But uh, we're gonna read it together. We're kind of gonna stop and start throughout. And I got a couple of thoughts of how we can move forward in life. Uh, This passage is so incredible. It kind of gives us insight into what Paul's uh, plans and purposes were for his life and how he partnered that with God's purposes and plans for his life. Um, But I believe that this isn't just, you know, uh, a good thing for Paul, but we can actually relate this to our own lives right now here in 2022. So I've got a couple of thoughts around this of how we can move forward now using what Paul wrote to the Church of Philippi in Philippians Uh, chapter 3. So turn there if you have your Bibles. I'm going to be reading from the CSB, the City Point Standard Bible. No, the Christian Standard Bible. i got some of you there. But um, we're going to read it together. And it says this, But everything that was a gain to me, I've considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in the view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of Him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung. Yes, I can say it. It's in the Word of God. So that I may gain Christ. I I wanted to stop there first and foremost. This gives us an insight into how valuable Jesus was to Paul. He was so valuable. And and every time I read this text, this question jumps out at me, which is this, how valuable is Jesus to you? How valuable is Jesus to you and I? Because here we find that Paul says, you know what? There is nothing that can measure up to the value of Christ. If I was to put anything against it in comparison with the value of Christ, no, 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 this is far more surpassing than this. In some translations, he says, I count everything else as rubbish, but I just want to know Christ and to know Christ is gain. Would we get to a place in our faith? Would we be known for a church that says, you know what, Jesus is is more valuable than everything else in my life, not just by a little bit, but by a lot. He he is the first and foremost. I, I want to seek first Jesus every single day. I love this that you know. Uh, to, for, he he goes on and he says, you know, I, I gain if I have Christ, but everything else is a loss if it's outside of Christ. Would we be people that would uh, pursue Christ with everything that we have and His plans and His purposes for our life? And we read on it says. In verse nine, and be found in Him, not having righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. Catch this, verse 10. I really want us to catch this tonight. My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection. I'm gonna say it again. My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection 
and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death, assuming that I somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or I am perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Man, I could just walk off, do an altar call and that is just phenomenal. What, what Paul has written here is, is something so profound yet so simple. He says this, like if we wanna know what Paul's goal was in his life, he outlines his goal in verse 10. He says, my goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection. It's so simple yet so powerful. And, and I love that he goes on to say this, not that I've already attained it, or not that I've already reached the goal or I'm perfect, but you know, I press on towards this thing. I make every effort to take hold of it. In other words, knowing Christ and the power of His resurrection is not a destination we get to, it's a journey we go on. It's not a destination, it's not like, hey, you know, I, I know Christ and the power of His resurrection, I'm all good, I don't have to do anything else. No, no, it's, it's more like, hey, you know what? Even though you may know Christ and the power of His resurrection, you can go deeper in that. You can know Him better. You can know the power of His resurrection a little bit more. He's saying, you know what? This is a journey we go on. This isn't just a destination that we get to. And I, I love this. And, and it, you know, uh, brings this thought to me or this question to me that I wanna ask you tonight. And that is, what are you moving forward towards? What is your goal in life? Does your goal align with this goal, to know Christ and the power of His resurrection? Or is it something else? And I'm not saying that we can't have sub-goals. You know, Paul did a lot of things in his life. He had some amazing exploits that he did for the Kingdom of God. And I'm not saying that we can't, you know, uh, you know work a job and, and, and do university, but are your sub-goals linked to the ultimate goal of knowing Christ and the power of His resurrection? Or is, is that goal over here and then everything else that you're pursuing over here? Because I believe that some of us even right now think that we're moving forward, but we're not moving forward. We're actually moving backwards. How can that be? We're moving over here, but Christ is over there. We're moving forward towards the university. We're moving forward towards that job. We're moving forward towards that, but Christ is behind us. Can you grab your sub goals? Can you grab those things and bring it over here and link it to the ultimate goal of knowing Jesus and the power of His resurrection? Because Paul did this. This was his ultimate goal in life. That, you know, some of us think we're moving forward, but we're not. Would we move forward? How do we know we're moving forward? We're gonna be moving towards this goal, to know Christ and the power of His resurrection. You know, uh, what, what Paul's saying here is he's saying we can't plateau. We, we can't plateau in our relationship with God. We can't just stagnate. We, we, we can't just be people that, you know, uh, uh, um, just like idle in our faith. We're in neutral. We're not going anywhere. But then on top of that, he's like, no, 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 we aren't perfect. But, but what do we need to do? We need to progress. So although we can't plateau and although we aren't perfect, we need to pr progress and we need to move forward progress and move forward. And just like the, the canoe story, you've got to move forward towards the right goal because if you don't, you're going to be, end up somewhere else. You're going to end up lost. You're going to end up in a place that you don't want to be. But even more so with that story is that I believe that even we're heading towards Christ, I believe the current of the world is coming against Christ. 
Which means this, if you're gonna stagnate in your relationship with God, if you're gonna plateau in your relationship with God, then you're actually gonna go backwards. You're not gonna stay where you are, you're actually moving backwards. Would we be a people that say, you know what, let's keep moving. Let's move forward. We're we're not gonna be people that are gonna stagnate. We're not gonna be people that realise we're perfect. We're just gonna progress every single day. And let's be people that say, you know what, what I did today, would I build on that tomorrow? What I learned today, what I knew about Christ today, would I build on that tomorrow? Would I build on that? I believe that God has called us to move forward. What are you moving forward towards? Are you moving forward towards Christ or something else? We need to be intentional about drawing near to Christ every day through prayer, through worship, through reading the Word, through spending time with Him. We need to be intentional with that every single day. We read on in verse 13 and it says this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I'm gonna read that again. Forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. My second thought for us tonight is what do you need to forget to move forward? What do you need to forget to move forward? See, see one thing that can hold us back from moving forward in, in life is our attachment to our past. And I'm not someone that, you know, hasn't been attached to my past before. Can can I just tell you that I journeyed too long. I held on to some things from my past in my journey to coming to know Jesus for way too long. There was some unforgiveness in my heart that I held on for way too long. But what happens if you're so attached to the past, if you don't forget the past, if you don't detach from the past and look ahead, what happens is, is you'll bring your past into your future. And what you'll do is you'll copy and paste your now into your next. You'll copy and paste what you, what you went through and, and your past mistakes and your past failures and your past shame and your past guilt and you'll bring it into your lens right now. Can I encourage you? What is something you need to forget that is behind you? Because we need to forget that thing and we need to move forward to what is ahead of us. What is ahead of us is Jesus. It's the cross. It's the cross. We, we need to be people that say, you know what? I'm just moving forward to the cross. And I, I remember as I was preparing this, God just said this to me and I wanna say it exactly how He said it to me. He said, if Jesus paid for it, why are you still holding on to it? If Jesus paid for it on the cross, if Jesus paid for that shame, if Jesus paid for that past mistake, if Jesus paid for that sin, why are you still holding on to it and bringing it into your future? I believe that God wants us to forget some things so that we can move forward. What's something that you need to forget? Who do you need to forgive? What is that thing that you've been reminded of from your childhood that you need to find restoration in God today? What is that past mistake that you've been reminded of consistently? What is that old pattern or behaviour that you had before you met Christ that you're dragging into your future? Would you let it go? Would you forget about it and come to Christ and move forward? It goes on and says this, I pursue as my goal, verse 14, the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this to you also. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. My, my, my third thought for us tonight is what do you need to face to move forward? 
What do you need to face to move forward? Because yes, we need to forget some things, but I believe that we need to face some things as well. I love what it says here. In any case, not just in some cases, in any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. See, our goal in life isn't just to know more truth, but it's actually to live up to the truth that we know. Live up to the truth. Yeah, it's okay if you wanna seek more knowledge. That's awesome, but your obedience better rise with it. Because so many times in our life, what we do is, is we want more knowledge, but we haven't lived up to the truth that we've already attained. Can we be a church that is known for living up to the truth that we know? Because can I tell you, it's not just good enough to know the truth. It's not just good enough to hear the truth. No, we need to do the truth. We need to put it in practice every single day. We need to do the truth. I love that. That's an encouragement for me. If I wanna know more, I need to do more. I need to be more obedient to God and His purposes for our lives. You know, this theme as it is in heaven, I, I think it's important that we don't just have access, but we step into what God has for us. God wouldn't just give us the keys to the kingdom to play around with the keys. Can I tell you, God has given us keys and access and He's given us that you know, blueprint of, hey, on earth as it is in heaven, not so that we could just play around with that concept, but so that we could step into that. Could you imagine someone gives you some house keys and they say, but you can't enter the house, you just can kind of keep the keys. I don't need those keys. I already lose my keys. I'll lose those keys as well. So I don't just want access, I wanna step into it. Tonight, we don't just wanna talk about this, we don't just want access, we wanna step into the fullness of what God has for us. Because God wouldn't just give us keys just to play around with the keys, He gave us keys so that we could step into what He has for us. I think one of the most crippling things in our society today, one of the most heartbreaking things is we become really good at managing our mess and hiding our mess in our life. We have, I'm sorry, I, you, you know, we, we live in a place and a time where we've become so good. Our, our concept with our mess is if people don't know about it, I don't have to deal with it. If people don't know about it, no, 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 that's so reverse. I believe that there's some people that have been putting some mess in their back pocket and just living life and just managing it. But would tonight be the night that you face that mess? I believe that there's even some people tonight that there's you know, some sin that you're holding on to, you put it in your back pocket and you just live in life. No, 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 would you deal with that? Would you deal with that? Because I believe that God hasn't just called us to manage our mess. You know, the enemy will tell you, oh, you know what, you just gotta manage that. No, you don't have to manage that. You need to deal with it. God says, you know what, if we have mess in our lives, if we've got these things in our lives that don't line up with the truth, we need to deal with that. I need to deal with it. You need to deal with it. We all need to deal with it. There's this story of this guy um, in the army and, and uh, he, he was doing a patrol around one of his um, kind, of, kind of base camps with a bunch of his uh, army you know, allies. And unfortunately, they got to a place where uh, they were blown up by a landmine. He was the only one to survive. And he literally, the only thing was, is that he didn't survive, you know, just as he was before, but he lost his legs. He was three kilometres from his home base. There were three kilometres. And what happened was, is he crawled back three kilometres to his home base. He lived to tell the tale. And literally they asked him like, that's crazy. Like, how did you do this? He was in the desert and he said this. 
He said, you know what? I just drew a line in the sand and I got over that line. And then I drew another line in the sand and I got over that line. I believe that there's some people tonight, you've got to draw a line in the sand. You've got to say, you know what? I'm sick of what I'm doing right now. I'm sick of that mess. I'm sick of that sin. And I'm moving towards Jesus. I'm fixing my focus on Him. Fixing my focus on Him. Would tonight be the night you say, you know what? I want to deal with that. I need to deal with that sin, that habit, that hurt, that bitterness, that giant in my life. If Jesus paid for it, why are you still holding on to it? Deal with it. Jesus is backing you. He's on your side. It says this, verse 17, join in, uh, in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you and now say it again with tears. In other words, it brings sorrow to his heart that many live as enemies to the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is their shame. And they are focused on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a Saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. My last thought for us tonight is what are you focused on? What are you focused on? Because if you're focused on the natural things, if you're focused on the things of this world, this Scripture tells us it's gonna lead to destruction. But if you're focused on heavenly things, if you're focused on supernatural things, if you're focused on Jesus, it's gonna lead to life. So what are you focused on? Because I think Paul's shaking us here and he's like, we need to realise that we're not just earthly beings living an earthly experience, we're heavenly beings and eternal beings living an earthly experience right now. So you need to take on life with a heavenly perspective. That's what he's reminding us of in this Scripture. What are you focused on? Is Jesus your focus? I love what it says in Hebrews 12. Would we set our eyes on Jesus? Not just glance at Jesus on a Sunday, not just glance at Jesus every now and then, but would we fix our focus? Would we set our attention on Him? The author of our lives, the one that you know is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Would we set our eyes on Him? In my story of the canoe, yes, I believe the current of the world is coming against Christ, but like I said, I needed to look forward. I needed to look at Jesus to, to move forward. Some of us, we're looking sideways, we're comparing. And can I tell you, if you look sideways, you're gonna sink. Some of us, we're looking down, we're letting pride creep into our lives. If you look down, you're gonna sink, you're gonna, you're gonna get capsized. Some of us, we're looking back to our past and we're like, man, can I tell you, if you look back, you're gonna sink, you need to look forward. You need to look at heaven. You need to look at Jesus. You need to fix your focus on Him every day of your life. So how do we move forward? We realise we need to move forward towards Jesus. <laughs> we need to forget some stuff that is behind us. We need to face some stuff that we've been managing with in our lives. We need to deal with it. And we need to focus on Jesus. That's how we move forward. Maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus yet. You, you haven't accepted what He has done for you on the cross. Can I tell you that He died for you on the cross? But that isn't just the good news. Yes, He died for you on the cross. He, he died for your sin. He died for your shame. He died for your guilt. But three days later, He rose again. 
Can I tell you that Jesus is alive, which means this, He didn't just die for your sin. He didn't just die for your shame. He didn't just die for your old self. But He said, you know what? There's a new life that you can live and that's a life of joy, of peace, of purpose. And He said, you know what? You need to step into that today. If you do not know what Jesus has done for you, if maybe you're in this place, it's your first time, welcome. And this is the first time you've heard about Jesus. Can I tell you that making a decision to accept that is the greatest decision that you could ever make in your life? Or maybe you're in this place and you once accepted that in your heart, but then, you know, life got in the way, stuff got in the way. And if you're real with yourself right now, in, in the position that you're in right now, you, you don't accept what Jesus has done for you on the cross and in the resurrection. And you wanna align your heart with that again. You wanna come back to that truth again. This moment's for you. So could we bow our heads and close our eyes in this place? If you're in this place and you need to know Jesus, you wanna know Him and the power of His resurrection, you wanna know what He has done for you and who He is. No matter if you've known Him before and you wanna come back to Him or if you've never known Him before, on the count of three, I'd love you to lift your hand and I'm not gonna put a spotlight on you. I'm not gonna shame you. I'm not gonna point you out, but I wanna pray with you because that's the greatest decision that you could ever make in your entire life. So on the count of three, if that's you, I'd love you to raise your hand. One, He loves you so much. Two, there's nothing that you could ever do to separate you from His love. And three, is that anyone in this place that says, you know what? I wanna accept Jesus once again. I see that hand, that's amazing. Is there anyone else tonight that says, you know what? I wanna accept Jesus into my heart, into my life. Amazing. Well, God, we thank You so much for those people tonight. God, we thank You that You promised them that the best is yet to come. Why? Because their, their sin, their shame was paid for on the cross and that You're a, a King that is alive after three days You rose again and they can live a life of purpose, of joy, of peace. God, I pray tonight would not just be a decision that would last a little while, but it would last their entire lives. That they would fix their focus on You with everything that they have and keep moving forward in their relationship with You. And we thank You for that in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amazing. Can we give it up for those people that made a decision tonight? Greatest decision that you could ever make. I don't just say that, that is literally the greatest decision.